Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have eye-opening conversations with all types of fascinating tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to all you first-time and newer listeners. Really glad you're here and hope you're having a good day. Well, it's great to be back. I know I've been away for a few weeks because my wife gave birth to our first baby boy last August. So things have been very busy over here, but I was really wanting to get back to podcasting, so here I am. If you're enjoying the show, please take a quick moment to subscribe and leave a five-star rating or review. That really helps out. All right, my guest today is based in Portland, Oregon. He's an internationally acclaimed harmonica virtuoso and has traveled the globe performing live tango music to the delight of many tango fans. All right, and with me now for his third appearance on the show, Joe Powers. Joe, welcome back. Thanks so much for uh, for taking the time to talk to me. It's a pleasure, Joe. It's good to see you. Gosh. It's weird. This is the first time we've done a non-in-person interview. The last two times you were actually here in Madison and we were able to chat face-to-face. So, I know. Well, a, a lot has changed between now and that last time. Yeah. So how are you managing? Uh, well, I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been real interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of adaptation. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of sch- schedule changes, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, basically everything's moved online. So, yep. yeah. um, which, you know, which was fine for my lessons and things like that. I, I teach, um, you know, I give harmonica lessons online. Mm-hmm. But for performances, it's, yeah, it, has, it hasn't been great for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, when I'm, this whole thing started to hit earlier this year, I mean, it was so long ago, but it doesn't, yeah. It's, anyway, but when that all happened, what, did, did you have to suddenly cancel a bunch of gigs? And Yeah, I mean... Yeah, well, I, you know, I had a whole like year of activities planned. I had like, you know, I canceled my tour to, you know, Japan, Korea, Taiwan. I had a Europe tour, you know, mm. lots of gigs lined up. I even had a, a, a tour in Guadeloupe, wow. um, which was going to be awesome. But yeah, so unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. thanks to COVID, I had to cancel yeah. everything. But yeah, I mean, just to give you an idea, like, you know, last year I was in 14 countries. Mm-hmm. Um, the year before I was in 17 countries. Um, and this year, uh, two countries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to squeeze in a, a little tour to Mexico before a lockdown happened. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, I had a California tour um, okay. and a Mexico tour. Um, went really well. Nice. I uh, had a had a great time. So cool. like dreaming of before before the uh, the whole lockdown. Exactly. In fact, I got back to Portland like I don't know two days before mm-hmm. the lockdown. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Crazy, crazy. Have That's... you been able to like jam with some of your friends just for fun? Um. Online? Yeah, a little bit. I mean. You know, I'm trying not to hang out with people too much, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, like I had an in-person concert um, with some with some couple musician friends, um, but socially distanced. Um, I see. Uh, and that was interesting. You know, 
as a musician, you kind of want to, you know, not just the eye contact, but it's kind of nice to have a little bit more proximity to the people you're playing with, you know, because yeah. you're kind of sharing in the in the music and the in the mm -hmm. moment and the emotion, you know, all these things, the energy, you know, yeah. but it's, you know, when you're like, when you have to be like, you know, way far away from everybody and you're all kind of have to be in your own little bubble, yeah. um, it, it makes it hard to kind of find the same energy. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one thing I did. And then I, you know, I did like a backyard jam with, uh, another friend, um, so on, on his nice. porch. So, but yeah, I yeah. mean, really it's, yeah. hasn't been too much jamming, jamming happen, happening. Uh, so, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I did some of those, you know, those kind of videos that you see where, you know, one person records their part and mm -hmm. then you record your part, you know, and you put them together. Nice. You know, kind of Brady Bunch style, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. How'd that work out? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. It's fun. Mm -hmm. You know, it keeps, you know, it keeps you like sharp, you know, mm -hmm. like working on your skills and things like that, you know, keeps you playing basically. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's not the same as, as being in person. It's certainly not mm -hmm. the same as playing in front of an audience, which is yeah. what I really, really miss because... Mm -hmm. You know, you know me, I like to, you know, I like that dynamic of being in front of people and, you know, having fun and sharing that, that energy. It's all about that, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. been really hard not having that. So yeah. I'm, I'm dreaming of, of the days when we can go back to doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Because we miss having you out here. People were asking, Hey, when's that Joe guy going to come back with his harmonica? And yeah, now that one venue where you were here last time, but they're still on hold. You know, yeah. so it's yeah. yeah. That place is cool. That's a really cool place. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I can't wait to go back there and just have the malangas and the classes. But you know, it is what it is. So yeah. So sure even, even during this whole COVID thing, you know, you know, people like you, a lot of other tangle folks, they're not just sitting and waiting for it to 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 blow over. I mean, there have been other opportunities, maybe new opportunities coming up that you, you might not have seen. Um, had it not been for this whole uh, COVID insanity. So, you know, have you found anything new and exciting or opportunities that you're exploring that maybe you wouldn't have had we not been in a pandemic? You always ask the good questions, Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, that's that's a really good point. I mean, you know, it's, yeah, when, when one door shuts, another door opens, as they say. Um, and it has been... Um, interesting to suddenly have all of this, you know, free time in quotation marks. Oh, yeah. I, you can see I hurt my thumb the other day. <laughs> uh, chopping accident. Really um, chopping. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, got to watch out. Um, anyway, it'll be fine. Um, yeah, so it, it has it has been, um, you know, in, in some ways, it has been like a boon to certain kinds of things. Like um, I've been developing an online harmonica course um Ooh. been working on it for quite a while um and it's been slow going but um i've like i've discovered all kinds of cool things like I, i've gotten into um coding with javascript um okay. and like i designed a really cool um practice player that my students can use to like you know adjust the tempo of you know, songs and things like that. And, cool. um, so that's been, that's been really cool. Um, and yeah, I've also kind of been experimenting with doing some remixing, uh, 
with some like recordings, like uh -huh. adding beats and electronic sounds. And that's cool. been really fun. So I don't know what's going to come of that yet. Yeah. Hey, play around. <laughs> but, <you never> know. <laughs> but, uh, that's, I've been learning a lot about that. So yeah, it's, cool. that's fun. Um, for, of course I've had, um, you know, more time to, um, you know, compose and practice and things like that. So I'm sure that there'll be some cool stuff coming out of this lockdown yeah. period. <laughs> I'm just not used to being in one place for so long, you know, right. so it's like, I, I was going to say, you're, you're home yeah. And... yeah, it's, cool. it's, which has been kind of cool, you know, because you can get into a routine and you can actually, you know, get, get some serious, serious stuff done. Whereas mm -hmm. when you're traveling all the time, it's, it can be kind of hard, you know, when you find yourself in a new environment all the time to, to be as productive, you know, mm -hmm. as when you're, as when you're home, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, for me, I've been getting back into drawing. So, so I've just been doing like tango drawings and stuff. And it's funny, this, this nice lady uh, asked me to, I got hired to do a commission for her for one of, you know, and then uh, did a drawing for her. And also there's this awesome band uh, out in Minneapolis, Row Tango. Um, and they hired me to design their album cover for their next CD. So that was kind of fun. Whoa, that's cool, Joe. I never when, thought I'd, I'd do that. So That is so cool. When are we going to see that? I want to. It's on, it's on Facebook. I do a new drawing almost every day. So all right. if you have time, just pop over to my Facebook page. You'll see all my shenanigans there. So. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, I've been taking a face break. Nice. <laughs> good, good for you. That's uh, very, very understandable. Um, you know, I just, you know, since I haven't been traveling, um, I just have, and, you know, aside from everything that's, everything else that's going on and, you know, right. and, in our in our world um right. i i've you know i've decided to kind of you know not go on there so but i, I will i will peek over and, and look at your yeah your drawings yeah. that's no, really nothing, cool nothing there will make you angry i promise uh, yeah. <laughs> this i can't believe you drew that joe yeah <laughs> how dare you, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Yeah, uh, just for that, I'm just going to go on there and just put some angry faces. Just perfect. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, that's what we need more of more anger, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, by the way, congratulations, Joe. I, I mean, I haven't seen or talked to you yeah. since the little one was born. Yeah, so. thank you. Yeah, that was uh, back in August. So we got a little, little boy keeping us busy. Yeah. Last time I saw you it was the little puppy, which was yes. just. Yeah, he's actually right here lying on the ground. So Is he mellow now? He's, yeah, he's mellowed out quite a bit. Um, All right. You know, he's got energy, but he's not like he was. He wasn't like driving anybody crazy like before. But yeah, he's a, he's a good wolf. He's a good dog. Likes excellent music. So. Well, I, he likes I would Frisella. expect no less. Frisella was his favorite right now. Really? So, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool. when you put on Frisella, though, he like stares at the speaker. Canaro <laughs> makes him bark. I don't know why. Okay. He's a tango snob, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when, cool, you, when things do get back to normal, Joe, what's the what's the first thing you're going to do? The first thing Tango I'm going to do, Tango I'm going to call you up and say, "Hey, man, let's let's book a concert." Yeah, I mean that's it's really going to be about like starting to contact people and starting to put together some some concerts. You know, mm. um, that's that's what I live for. So yeah, yeah I'm going to be. I'm going to be contacting as many people as I can. It's going to be really interesting, Joe, to see, you know, what's become of everybody because, you know, a lot of, as you know, a lot of these milongas um, and organizers, you know, they have a shoestring budget, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, 
you know, it'll be interesting to see what's changed, you know, who's managed to hold on through all of this craziness. I mean, um, it's going to be a new, a new landscape, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be like, you know, the little, the little plants uh, growing back after the big fire kind of thing, you know, right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's really good. What it's going to be about for me is, Mm -hmm. is um, starting to put together some more tours, Mm -hmm. you know, because I miss everybody. Yeah. I miss you, you know. Yeah, yeah, we miss you and, out here too, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's what I'm dreaming of. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the fun things that I've been doing, like actually before I I went on hiatus because of my baby, but I was um, also interviewing a bunch of other musicians, and then you know we we're having, um, I, I for the first time I had like multiple guests, and it was just kind of cool to get several different musicians, um, you know, get their thoughts and takes. And then, yeah, I'd love to do that with you sometime. Maybe get some other musicians together, just have a really fun talk. And uh, yeah. one thing that we were, were talking about, you know, I've been talking about the players, cellists, violinists, and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, regardless of instruments, uh, there are, are some, you know, fundamentals of tango music that you kind of have to grasp in order to make it your, your, you know, your, your music, that tango, that tango sound. So uh, as a harmonicist or harmonica player, harmonicist? Just depends on who you ask. Yeah. As a harmonica virtuoso. Yeah. So what are some fundamentals of tango that you really have to keep in mind to create that tango sound using your particular instrument? Sure, Joe. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you got to, you know, to to get the, the real tango sound on the harmonica, you know, um, uh, first and foremost, you, you've got to, you know, you've got to learn how to play in octaves. Okay. So, um, you know, your average harmonica player is probably just going to play, you know, um, single notes. So, uh, which is just fine. Okay. But, you know, when, when you hear the, you know, the, the beloved bandoneon play, Mm-hmm. Um, you're hearing all of the notes are doubled, um, so they're they're played in octaves. Okay, mm-hmm. so you can actually achieve this same effect um, by using your tongue on the harmonica. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you can you can block holes and you can play the notes doubled in octaves. Uh, it would sound like this. Okay. And that, that's, that's number one, I think. Okay. For, for, for getting a tango sound on the harmonica. Okay. But then, you know, there's, there's all kinds of other things, um, like uh, the kinds of embellishments, um, you, you use, um, a lot with, with the, with the button here. Okay. And, uh, you know, there's, there's things I, there's things I'm doing with my, um, with, with my, you know, my, my throat, my tongue, Mm. to kind of give it this sort of um you know more more angsty kind of sound i, I add a little bit of vibrato okay and you yeah. know without without hurting my finger here let me see um i you know you can you can also i the harmonica players can do a lot of things with their hands you know so Okay. And all, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're really getting this, the more of a tango sound, which is, you know, yeah. pretty far removed from the, 
Okay, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it, it kind of adds a, a new dimension to it. Okay, but yeah, with, with Tango, it seems like there is this kind of a, a this sort of a roughness or kind of a coarseness to it. Some some players say it's a little bit of a dirty sound, but they mean that in a in a in a creative sense. Whereas you know, instead of like you said, that the clean sounding, clean sounding notes, which which you know again like i said nothing wrong but with that little bit of a coarseness it does kind of give not just only a cool tango sound but it kind of reflects the dance itself or the 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 culture of it yeah i think uh i think your, your most tango musicians would would call this uh mugre do you know that word mugre mugre no it's kind of like filth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a dirtiness, right? It, it, yeah. You know, that's, that's why, you know, that's why when, um, you know, we tango snobs here, classical musicians, you know, your average classical musician playing like a Piazzolla piece or something, right. you know, we all cringe. We're like that. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. It, it sounds too, you know, too pleasant. You know, I, I kind of, I, I see that, that, um, you know, the tango, has a lot of similarities in that regard and that, uh, to, to blues, you know, American blues music. Um, you know. uh, when, when you play blues, you know, you also want it to sound really emotional, really gritty. <laughs> you know, and it's just kind of similar, you know, when you're playing it, you know. You know, pe people want to know that you're serious, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're really, you're really feeling it, you know. Mm. Um, and that's, I think, that's a real integral part to the tango. Yeah. Um, but yeah, another, another really important thing I think is um, the the phrasing um, of the melodies. Oh. You know, if you're playing what's written on the page, you're probably playing it wrong in the tango. Right. You know. Um, you, in tango, you could take a lot more liberties with mm -hmm. uh, with the phrases. You know, I, I wouldn't, you know, necessarily play, you know. I could. That'd be perfectly fine. Okay. But, I, you know, I might want to play something more like. You know, I kind of, you kind of can change the, the, the phrasing um, a, a bit there. Okay. Yeah. Um, tango musicians would call it fraseo. Okay, or phrasing, uh, it's a particular tango phrasing, or, um, you know, you could also sometimes refer to it as a rubato. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, th those are kind of, those are some of the main things that I find kind of really important to tango music, cool. you know. Cool. So way, way, way back, Joe, when you first started kind of getting into the tango music, what were some, what were some things that were challenging to adjust to hmm well um you know when i was getting started with tango music mm. um i was pretty green uh with playing uh from written music <laughs> actually oh. <laughs> um i uh yeah i mean way back when i started playing tango mm -hmm. um you know i wasn't i wasn't very ac accustomed to reading notated music so i i you know, I played a little, I did play notated music, but, um, but, um, it was, it was slow. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, over the years I've gotten a lot, a lot better at that, but also, you know, playing in the tango ensemble was a, was a, 
um, new experience for me too in the beginning because you know I I kind of grew up playing blues and rock you know mostly um, and um, yeah it's it's pretty different style you know it, okay. you don't you're not really looking at sheet music you're not really re you kind of for the most part you know blues rock um, you know musicians are mostly playing by ear you know they're mostly kind of listening and and responding that way which is important very important in any kind of music um but with tango you know you're everyone's kind of you know looking at their music usually mm -hmm. um and and everyone has their own part and so that took some some adjusting uh for me way back when i started um yeah that's that's cool. probably the biggest thing okay, okay. yeah so was was playing a la parija was that was that that come a little easier to you the, the yeah yeah a la parisha has always come easier for me more natural um okay. that's kind of my specialty right um mm -hmm. yeah i think because you know i don't like to read music on the page <laughs> you know to be, i never have you know mm -hmm. um i don't i just don't want to have the music in front of me i mean I, I do it you know but um i feel like i can really be more myself you know express mm -hmm. more what i want to when I have my eyes closed, <laughs> when, when I'm when I'm really you know feeling it, really connecting with the music that way, mm -hmm. um, I feel like the moment I'm kind of trying to look at these little note heads on the page, you know, that it starts to kind of detract from you know the the in, feeling the music, you know. Yeah, yeah it's neat so hearing it, how people get into tango music. I, like you said, Alaparija came a little more naturally to you, but some musicians, tango musicians, when they first started, they had a little more trouble with that. They're more used to, you know, they, they started off with the classical background and chamber music or whatnot. And then, oh, wait, I got to, I get to have this creative latitude and there's that adjustment there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hear that too. I mean, and it, for me, it's hard to understand because I'm like, you know, <laughs> if, the, the Parisha stuff comes really natural. Like you, it's kind of like you can just do whatever you want, you know, mm. but yeah, I, I think when you come from more of a classical background, you're thinking like, well, it's not written on the page. Like, how am I supposed to know what to do? <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, that, I think that can be kind of scary for, yeah. for some, for some players, you know, not, not being told exactly what to do. Yeah. Um, but for me, kind of, I don't, I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so when you're practicing on your own, Joe, practicing tango music in particular, is there, do you, do you start off always with a particular tango song or is, or does it change? Or is it when I'm practicing? Yeah. Just on your own by yourself. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it's, it just depends on, mm -hmm. um, what I'm practicing for, um, mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's practicing getting ready for a concert, you know, mm -hmm. um, have, there haven't been too many of those recently. So, <laughs> um, but if I'm practicing getting ready for a concert, then I'm practicing the repertoire of the concert. Um, okay. and I'm usually spending most of my time on the new repertoire, the stuff that I'm least familiar with. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, if I'm, if I'm not doing a, a concert, if I'm not uh, practicing specifically a repertoire for a concert, mm -hmm. um, then I'm always working on um, improving my skills. So I'm going to be working on music that um, that is challenging for me. Um, I'm going to be, you know, I, I don't just practice tango. I, I do a mm -hmm. lot of jazz. Uh, recently, I've been uh, working on bebop a lot mm -hmm. um, and, and trying to get better at, 
improvising over bebop chord changes um, and all of that stuff um, uh, when you put it together you know can help you make a better music uh, make yourself a better musician mm -hmm. so um so yeah when it comes to to practice um i kind of you know i kind of divide my time over uh, the diatonics the little mm -hmm. guy here yeah. Um, and then, you know, the chromatic, the bigger guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll spend, um, I'll, sp I'll spend part of my time kind of working on scales and, and, um, arpeggios and mm -hmm. patterns. And then I'll spend part of my time um, working on impro improvisation, or, um, I might be working on a, a challenging, uh, piece, um, you know, that, but yeah, it's always changing. So it's, okay. it's not, uh. Yeah, I, I don't usually practice the same thing over and over again okay. once I have it down pretty well. Cool. So in terms of daily schedule, what's, do you have a, like a, like a, I guess a set schedule of when to practice? Uh, yeah, I, um, I, I kind of take it on a day by day basis. Um, I generally um, like to practice uh, in the morning, like before I eat before lunch, you know, uh, with, with wind instruments, you don't want to play after you eat. <laughs> oh, really? Why not? <laughs> well, it's kind of like eating a big meal and then going for a run. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. especially with harmonica, you know, there's a lot of heavy breathing involved, okay. you know? <laughs> so, um, you know, when you eat a big meal, you know, it's kind of restricts your breathing a little bit. So, um, so I generally like to practice, um, kind of sometime before lunch, um, and then maybe I'll have a, another practice session in the afternoon um, kind of thing. But yeah, it, it, it depends on what I have going on. So I, I try and make time to practice every day, but it's usually kind of, you know, before or after lunch, I, I kind of, lunch is kind of yeah. very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I imagine if you ate something spicy, you don't want to be gassy while you're practicing. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be, you know, you know, drinking like carbonated beverages while you play, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, all that burping can, you know, affect your phrasing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are there any other tango songs that you're thinking of, of performing that you probably haven't tried yet? Um, yeah, well, um, I, let's see, recently, um, was working on, well, I, I recently played um, one of the pieces from uh, Piazzolla's uh, L'Histoire du Tango, mm -hmm. the history of the tango. Um, his piece called uh, Bordel 1900, or Bordel 1900. Mm -hmm. um, it was very challenging on harmonica. Um, and that, I, I worked on that one for a, lot, a long time and, and played it in a concert. Um, and I've kind of been eyeing some of the other pieces in, in that, uh, in that suite of pieces. Um, so that's, that's one. Um, yeah, I'm always kind of thinking of new, um, like classical repertoire. Um, I, I did, I did a Bach violin double concerto oh, recently. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so actually, yeah, if you go to my webpage, there's a, a link where you can listen to. Uh, the concert I did with both of those pieces in it. So, okay. yeah, I'm I'm uh, like I kind of mentioned before. Right now, um, I've been focusing a lot of time on 
uh, bebop. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, I've been working on some, you know, John Coltrane stuff and, um, that's, that's been fun. So, uh, Dizzy Gillespie stuff. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Fun. Well, and so, you know, when you were performing at concerts and stuff and you, you get to meet the, the, uh, the attendees, do they ever ask you, Oh, do you know this song? Do you know that song? Or have you ever, or do they ask make requests yeah yeah in fact um yeah i keep a list of that stuff so you know if you ever want to hear something let me know (laughs) yeah some some like i've had maybe five or six people say that i needed to play milonga para una armonica the ugo ds piece Mm -hmm. and so that one's pretty high on my list um yeah People, sometimes people ask me about the Hugo Diaz um, pieces, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, why, why I haven't recorded certain pieces, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, man, like Hugo Diaz already made the best recording. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, who wants to remake the Lord of the Rings, you know, movies or something, you right, know? It's yeah. like, <laughs> who wants to remake, you know, Star Wars or something, you know, right. that's art. they're already you know, masterpiece. But, you know, that said, you know, I do, I do like to perform those pieces live, you know, nice. so like nice. I, I often perform Milonga Triste just because, mm-hmm. you know, the Hugo Diaz version, just because it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And yeah. That guy. Yeah. Man. Just for fun. Do you ever like put on Hugo Diaz and just kind of do like this kind of impromptu uh, duet with him in a sense? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, know sometimes I put him on, I'm like, how the hell did he do that? You know, and I'm trying, <laughs> trying to figure it out and dissect, you know, and sometimes it sounds like he's got two or three tongues in his mouth. Um, yeah. But I think the real secret to Hugo Diaz is that, you know, you just have to be totally drunk, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and considering that I don't drink, you know, uh, that's that's gonna make it a little hard. Maybe I'll have to start just so I can become, you know, <laughs> become like a, more passionate. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, if you listen to most of his recordings, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, the anecdotes say that he was, you know, pretty heavy drinker. Wow. That he that he didn't really play sober. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, no, I. I'm not going to go there, but, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I definitely, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. no, I was just going to say, I definitely put on Ugo every once in a while and, and, yeah. um, you know, just, I, I, I'm in awe of his playing. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy how you, you, these, you know, massively creative people, like either they're heavy drinkers or they've got some, something about them. That's just like, wow. Like, you know, yeah, Joe, know. what's your dark, dark secret? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, you know. I don't want to get kicked off the internet. So, you know, get canceled. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Are yeah. you addicted to candy corn? <laughs> candy corn. Oh, candy. Did you hear about that candy corn that's coming out? That's going to be like, it's like the Thanksgiving candy corn. Okay. They've got like mashed mm-hmm. potatoes flavor and like cranberry sauce and you know, okay. No, I green peas that, and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's going to be wild. <laughs> hey, you know, if I you bet can't, someone's going to like it. Someone will gotta, probably like it. Yeah. Got to have some entertainment on Thanksgiving, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, the one thing <laughs> just, it's kind of go off on it. They follow that tangent is, uh, someone posted something on the internet and said, Oh, this is a real thing. Like hostess, the company that makes Twinkies, they made a Twinkie flavored coffee. Apparently. What? 
What, yeah, like, so I, I'm really curious. I almost, I almost bought it, but I read the reviews and some people were really angry and said, this is just like vanilla flavored coffee. It doesn't taste like Twinkies at all. Well, first of all, if you're buying that, you can't like set your expectations too high, but yeah, <laughs> what are the, yeah, it's come on, just didn't eat it, you know. I used to have a cupcake, uh, hostess cupcake addiction, no joke, oh, yeah. when I was a kid. I was like, whenever they had the packets of three, mm. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry to go off on a tangent. No, no, yeah. So that did that help or hinder your your harmonica playing back? <laughs> um, well, you know, as long as the until the sugar crash, it mm -hmm. it, it it helped, of course. You know, the extra energy boost. <laughs> yeah, just just kind of like sort of related to that and playing, not to say like, hey, what drugs do you use to help you focus? <laughs> but does does coffee actually help you at all? Uh, you know, I'm not a huge coffee drinker. I have like a cup a day. So, um, I'm a big fan of mate, but mm -hmm. I think it's the saddest thing in the world to drink mate alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't often drink mate by myself. Um, but yeah, green tea, mm -hmm. green tea is probably the best. Yeah. What about you? Are you, are you a, yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I wasn't a coffee drinker until after I got married because my wife has a really awesome coffee machine. So up until I was, till I was like 41, I'd never actually made my own coffee before. So yeah, I was at a hotel one time in San Diego and I had like ramen noodles or something and I, I just needed some hot water. So the coffee machine I knew could, could do that, but I couldn't figure out how to work it. It was just like, and the instructions were like were in tiny print and they've been like rubbed off because the machine was so old. So I couldn't understand the instructions. I came like this close to calling the front desk. I was about to like swallow my pride, but I'm like, but I finally figured it out. And kind of you sure you that. don't just need reading glasses, Joe? I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what? I, ju I just bought a, um, a frother. I just finally broke okay. down and I brought a, I bought a, a, a frother. Mm -hmm. So it's a, and I've been enjoying it so much. Cool. Uh, I just had a, a, a cup of hot cocoa mm -hmm. with frothed milk. <laughs> you Is know, that a reward for a, for a good practice session. Exactly. That's my reward for a good practice session. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, Joe, have you, um, uh, been, have you participated in any of the virtual milongas and things like that? I, I haven't. I just haven't had a chance because of having the baby. Um, yeah, I did create a, an online course, um, but I, I am back to teaching on a limited basis for some of my beginners in person. So um, that's fun. But yeah, I see all these like virtual milongas and stuff. Just so just for people who might not be familiar with that, can you, can you explain how do, how do those work? Yeah, how do they work? Well, I mean, basically, you have someone DJing remotely, and then everyone is kind of in their rooms, you know, either dancing with their partner, if they're fortunate enough to be locked in with, you know, their, uh, someone they can dance with, yeah. um, or they're sadly dancing by themselves. <laughs> yeah, or watching other people dance. <laughs> or watching other people dance, you know. Um, but it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, that, that's it's nice, but, but at the same time, that would just make me miss tango even more. I, I, I don't know if I'd feel better after that, but yeah, but hey, people yeah. they are trying to make things happen. That's so I got to respect that. So. Well, you know, if you think about it, tango is already super nostalgic and melancholy. So, yeah. you know, maybe kind of, you know, this is, this only makes it more nostalgic and melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there is a kind of, you know, um, 
you know, there's kind of you kind of get a little bit of enjoyment out of the bittersweetness of tango. You know? <laughs> so um, maybe 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 that kind of adds into it. But yeah, I think it's an opportunity um, not only for uh, people who want to kind of keep tangoing um, um, and, and have the social aspects, but also for course for people who make their living doing yeah, tango exactly. um such as myself um mm. you know or all of the djs or teachers um right. you know that's it's been extremely trying times for yep. for all of us so yeah i didn't realize you made a tango course joe that's that's cool yeah it's just it's all it's called demystifying back saccadas so you know it's just one of those steps that people think oh i can't do it but there, there are actually a couple things that you got to know how to do, and it's not that hard. It's just a matter of practice, really, like anything. Yeah, <laughs> just like anything. Yeah, um, no, that back cicadas are are a, a tough one. I might have to take take your course. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's fun. It's fun. It's super fun stuff. Cool. That's awesome, Joe. All right, Joe. So uh, before I let you go, where can we find out more about you online? Well, Joe, you can go to JoePowers.com <laughs> for all the latest Joe Powers news. Um, yeah, I would say you could also follow me on Facebook and Twitter, um, except I haven't been posting much there lately. Probably, uh, you know, coming, going to my web page, um, signing up on my on the Joe Powers newsletter or, uh, you know, just shooting me an email and saying, hey, Joe, what's up? Uh, those are all good ways to reach me. Um, yeah. Awesome. JoePowers.com. Yeah. <laughs> Never drink mate alone with Joe Power. <laughs> cool. All right, Joe, thank yeah. you so much, man, for making the time. I know my schedule's been kind of crazy, so we got started a little bit late, but thank you for, uh, yeah, for, for being here. My first interview since being back from the uh, baby stuff. So hopefully I can have more of these podcast hopefully i can go back to regularly interviewing people <laughs> joe it's been an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to see you um Likewise. and i look forward to chatting again and hopefully yeah. hanging out again soon yeah yeah we yeah after we get our vaccines right <laughs> cool all right thanks a lot joe thanks brother Okay, it's always a good time talking to Joe Powers. Lots of interesting information there on tango music, and it's always fun to hear him play. And like many other tango professionals, the COVID-19 pandemic has forced Joe to readjust his approach to work and creativity. Instead of just sitting back and waiting for it to blow over, he's being proactive and trying out new ideas and staying busy. Who knows where it will lead? And I think that's really important. As much as it stinks to be at this moment here in 2020, there are opportunities and we just need to find a way to push ourselves and maintain momentum. I'm not saying we need to put undue pressure on ourselves to find a specific outcome to our situation, but we need to take some sort of action. And the more action we take, the more likely we are to find a solution. So thanks again, Joe Powers, for taking the time to speak to me. Much appreciated. And as always, a big thank you to all your listeners for tuning in. It really means a lot that you've made the time to listen to this show. If you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason, feel free to send an email to joe at healthytango.com. Once again, that's joe at healthytango.com. And really quick, if you're looking for a good gift idea or decoration ideas for your home, Head over to HealthyTango.com. I created some original Tango art, which I talked a little bit about during the show. 
And you can now order prints of some of the pieces I created and they can be printed on art paper or canvas and they can even be framed if you like. So head on over to HealthyTango.com and have a look. Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon.